Welcome to the Healthy Charleston Podcast, where we help you take ownership of your health and fitness. My name is Hannah, and I am here to be your source of accurate health and fitness information while spreading awareness about all of the different health and fitness resources available to you in the Charleston area. Be sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. I hope you enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. Today, I'm talking with Maddie Kane, who is a sports performance specialist at Redline Athletics in Mount Pleasant. So Redline Athletics is new to Charleston, just opened in November, and they work a lot with youth athletes, and they specialize in comprehensive athletic development, speed and agility training, especially for those that are 8 to 18 years old. And so we talk about what she thinks is important for all youth athletes to know and what their philosophy is at Redline and what it's like to train at Redline. Maddie also just recently took a big leap of faith and moved from Texas, which is where she lived all of her life, to Charleston in October. She had never been to Charleston before, so we should welcome her with open arms. And we talk about her story and what has helped her grow as a person and also on her health and fitness journey. So before we start, please subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And please give us a follow on Instagram at Healthy Charleston. Now on to the show. What's up, Maddie? How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Good. How was all your, your flight drama? Oh, man. It was very, really traumatic, really traumatic. But hey, we made it. So yeah. I'm sure everyone listening can attest to annoying holiday flights. Oh, yeah, for sure. So how long did you sit in the Dallas airport? Oh, probably about nine hours. And Oof. then I spent, uh, you know, like the time in the plane, probably like two hours. So like I spent probably a total of like 14 hours like at an airport. It was that's, a great day. That's a full work day. Yeah. Couldn't imagine anything different. Best day ever. This is like day after Christmas. Right. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. What did you do all day? I walked around the airport. I okay. <laughs> I looked at my phone and I got almost 20,000 steps that day. Nice. So that was a lot of walking. I did do some client check-ins with okay. my personal training, so that was fun. Yeah. Did some online shopping. Oh, of course. And then more walking. So, you know. Got a lot done. Yeah. Like finished four Netflix series. Really, though. Like Emily in Paris, checked it off. Done and done. That's great. <laughs> so, Maddie, can you tell us what you do, who you are, and really like what you do here in Charleston? Yeah. So, I'm raised in Texas, you know, Dallas. Uh, came to Charleston to start something new. With myself, you know, I was kind of getting bored in Dallas, didn't know where to turn, didn't know where to go. Feeling kind of stuck, so I like took it upon myself to look at jobs. It didn't really matter what job it was, just something that had to do with sports, athletics. Um, PT was kind of in there just a little bit, just to kind of pass the time, leading something into like leading into something that was sports performance until I could find something. But I found Redline. And so with Redline, I am a sports performance specialist. So I moved from Texas, personal training, PT, all the way to Charleston to do sports performance. I still do personal training, but that's like online stuff. It's basically where I'm at now. It's a big move. Yeah. Big leap of faith, basically. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Had you ever made a big move like that before? No, this is actually the first time. So I've never been to Charleston either. So it was a lot You hadn't even been? No. And when I did like the interview with the team, it was a really fun interview. So I I knew that it was going to be a good fit straight from there. And I was really excited to move to Charleston, which made it really good. But they asked me like, why Charleston? My answer was, why not? Like, there's beaches. That was my main thing that I kept telling myself. Like, the beach is, like, right there. But then also, it was just kind of like a clean slate. I've never been there before, so why not just, like, take the full dive, go somewhere I've never been, do something that I've been wanting to do but haven't gotten the chance to do yet and just grow from there, so. Yeah, heck yeah. I'm super interested to hear your perspective The differences in culture between where you were in Texas and Charleston. Oh, yeah. The first main thing that I noticed was the driving. And so, like, the roads are way different. The speed limit 65, which I'm used to, like, the 85 in Texas, the the five-lane roads. And then the drivers are just completely different. But... The people in Texas are really like homey. Like you go somewhere and it feels like family. Like you could go to Walmart and everyone says hi to you. 
blah, 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 all that fun stuff. But then like me being from Texas, going from the Texas culture, saying hi to everyone, you know, making it a point to smile. I come to Charleston and I do the same thing and everyone's just like, you know, the head nod or like yeah, the look what away. what is this girl doing? Yeah, like she's talking to a stranger, why? But like, not, I'm not hating on people in Charleston. Um, I'm just the type that's like really outgoing. That's like, hey, what's up? How's your day? Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, and then I guess like, the food culture is really big here than it was in Texas. Like Texas, it's about like the experience with the food culture. But here everyone's like, oh my gosh, you have to try this food. You have to try this restaurant. You have to go here, blah, 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 which I really like, but I haven't gotten a chance to like do that. But when I get to that point, I will for sure. Yeah, there's so many new places all the time yeah. here and there's just so many places to try. That's funny. So that means that we need to be friendlier. Yeah. Everyone listening, you need yeah, to be nicer to Maddie. <laughs> I, uh, my, like I growing up in Louisiana, my dad was the same way of like, no one's a stranger. Yeah. And anytime we would pass, like literally anyone, like we're at the store, we're walking in the parking lot. Hey, how you doing? And like, not just like, like asking, like he actually cared. Yeah. He's like, no answer me. Like, Hey, how are you? Talk to me. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, this is just like a stranger. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, how you doing? And then like when they don't respond, he's just like, dang. Yeah, no, I get butthurt. Like I'll, I'll wave to someone like passing in a car and they don't wave. I'm like, man, like why did they wave? It's like, like the <laughs> nicest thing when you do wave and someone waves and smiles back yes. and you're like, we just we just had a moment. Like, yeah. We just connected. We're friends now. Yeah. Like, we're all people. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so you are a sports performance specialist. I got it. I didn't mess yes. it up. At Redline Athletics. Yes. Okay. What is that? What does that mean? What do you do? Um, so at Redline, we really focus on the speed and agility aspects of sports. So we work with kids. We call them our minis. So like they go from like six, maybe even younger than six, um, like five. And then we work with kids up to the age of 18. Um, so really working on sports development from the ground up as opposed to like, you know, I don't really want to say we avoid the whole sports specific thing, but we really take the time to analyze and test each athlete that comes in to really focus on where their deficiencies are like in strength um, in mobility and flexibility and then we do classes that are sometimes combined with those ranges and ages but we do our best to accommodate for all those kids because there's no telling like who we're going to get that day or how many we're going to get so we we always start every day with a baseline like our, us coaches come together like an hour 30 minutes or so before our sessions for the day and we're like all right what are we going to do for athletic portion today what's our goal today um what are we going to do for strength what's our goal there today and then like we make that baseline and then going off of who comes in we're able to adjust like you know our training for that day to that kid and that also helps develop like you know that one-on-one -on -one with the coach and so hopefully like we get into um once you get that one-on-one -on -one with the coach they'll bring a friend to work with that coach and then eventually like maybe the team will like come in and be like hey red line let's work here so since we are just starting, we're working on building that presence in the community here um, just because like we are just starting. We are new here. So no one really knows about us. Um, and so like we're trying to feed as many funnels as we can because we want to help as many kids as we can from the ground up. And like we also want them to enjoy the sport and enjoy coming to see us because we enjoy seeing them every time they come in. Like we like I said, we develop those relationships with the kids. Like we want to do our best for the kids so that the kids can do their best and like be as happy as they can when they come in and then in their sport. So, yeah, we're really focused on, you know, athletic development from the ground up with kids. And it could be like from the ground up, starting with like a 17 year old, like maybe we have to work on like specific drills to get a you know a baseball player to swing the bat right to get more power off of that and sometimes you have to look at the tiny details and that that might piss them off sometimes because we'll give them things that are like hey you're not really good at this and we're gonna we're gonna emphasize that sometimes you need to do the basics well before you can do other things and so that's like another big thing we want to help the athletes with like we keep things really simple but we want to do the simple stuff really good so we can move on to like little meticulous things that'll help you even more in your sport. So yeah, like if you don't have the foundation, then you're not going to be able to grow. Right, exactly. So it sounds like it's cool because yes, like it's sport specific, but it's way bigger than that. Mm -hmm. It's like if a basketball player comes in, you're not just so focused on basketball, you're focused on building the athlete. Yes. And like, how do we make you more athletic and more well-rounded and stronger and mm -hmm. faster and fitter Yeah, as it relates to just like you and your fitness, not just the sport of basketball. Exactly. 
which is what I think all kids mm-hmm. need. Obviously, yeah. at some point you're going to specialize and go pro or go to college and all yeah. that. But a 12-year-old just needs to learn yeah. how to move and to be strong. Exactly. So take me back way back when. We're back in Texas at this point. Like, How did all of this start? How did you get into the sports performance world? Yeah. That whole story. Yeah, let's let's have that like that so Raven flashback. Oh my know? god, I love that yeah, so Raven. Yeah, let's just like tune into that. that so that's was like my what I'm favorite thinking of. show. Exactly. She was yeah. my idol. Honestly. Yeah. Honestly. Okay, so back when I started sports really was in like middle school and that's like kind of when I was trying everything. So like I ran track, I did basketball, played soccer, played volleyball, just kind of like seeing like what I liked, what I didn't like, what I was good at, what I wasn't really so good at. And so I specialized, I guess, from like middle school in volleyball and track. Like those were my go-to, like loved it. I'm good. Like I'll sit here. So I did sports from middle school all the way up into my junior year of college and then I really just stuck with like weight training after that just to you know stay healthy get stronger whatever whatever just those like really important things yeah Um, so from that time obviously like seventh grade to junior year of college a lot of time goes by so with that I was in and out of PT so many times stress fractures oh really yeah like strains um, aches and pains things like that just to kind of figure out you know like what's going on, what what can I do better, like how can I be better structurally t- to help me physically. So I was in and out of PT, in and out of doctors, and that's kind of when like I fell in love with working with an athlete from the ground up. So seeing how they are structurally, like, you know, with their joints, ligaments, muscles, like all how all the little things add up to the big things. So whenever I was in PT, I was like, man, like, I really want to be a physical therapist because I thought it was so cool to be like a part of an athlete's journey in that way. Like, you know, they're injured. They're they're obviously struggling. You know, they don't want to be in PT. And then you help them. And usually like when they go to PT, they come out better than they were before. That's the um, goal for sure. Yeah. And so that was like one of the things I fell in love with. Like, man, I want to be a part of an athlete's journey like that. So I went to college and got my undergrad in sports and exercise science with the emphasis of going into PT school. So I took a gap year when I graduated May 21, took that gap year, worked as a PT tech in a PT clinic just to kind of, you know, like feel out the field to see if I really wanted to do that. And then like there was like a little pull to go back into like sports in some way. So I really liked making training programs for myself, for my friends. And so that spurred the whole like personal training and then I was like I really like this I could get paid for it so then I decided to start my own business and then go back to school I'm getting my master's currently in exercise physiology I just wanted like a more in-depth education because whenever I was like halfway through my degree COVID happened and so like so right yeah like a senior yeah and so like everything was shut down like I was in like all those classes that you need to be in person like kinesiology biomechanics and I was like wow like this is great taking it all like online which really isn't the best so I'm getting my master's just to kind of you know learn as much as I can even more to like help me be a better coach sports performance specialist so that kind of like brings me into where I am now. Like I, for a while I was really struggling on, like I wasn't really happy being a physical therapist, like tech, like I was going through the motions every day. I would wake up, go to work, go to the gym, go home, go to bed. Like that was every day. Like I didn't really feel like my hunger to learn more was getting fed. So that's why I started my master's. And then I was like, okay, like what do I really want to do? It took me the longest time to figure out like why I wasn't happy. And so then I moved to Amarillo to one, be closer to friends. That was basically the main thing to be closer to friends. I was doing school online, had my online business. So then I started doing personal training, like in person at a gym too, just to kind of, you know, fill the void of like, where do I actually want to go? And then my mom brought up the fact that she wanted to move to South Carolina, like she was getting job offers. And I was like, okay, like maybe I'll look. So I just started applying at like random places, not really like, expecting anything but then one morning like I remember it was like a Tuesday morning it was early I applied for the red line sports performance specialist position and then that afternoon they called me and they're like hey we want to set up an interview for Wednesday so like that next, the next day. day yeah yeah and I was like yeah sure why not so I got on a zoom call with 
myself and six other people and we just kind of you oh geez that's a lot were they all applying or were they the team no they were the team okay. so it was kind that's of a, intimidating yeah. but like it was a really fun interview just okay. because there was like so many of them yeah after that i hung up and i remember calling my mom i was like hey that actually went really good so i might be moving and then they ended up calling me thursday the next day oh and they were so like, fast so yeah quick. no it literally happened so quick so i was like maybe it's like meant to be so i was just like all right i'm putting in my two weeks like i found an apartment like the next week and then i was like all right i'm moving in october and then came here started with redline and then i mentioned to you earlier like now that being a sports performance specialist i kind of figured out like what exactly my goal is like being a sports performance specialist at like the professional elite level, my main goal is to work with baseball players, so like MLB, all that fun stuff. I've been in baseball. I've been around it. I have brothers, past boyfriends. They were all in baseball. I played baseball with my brothers. So I just like really like baseball. And so eventually like my goal is to own my own sports performance facility like Redline. And so that's kind of where the growth is coming in. Like they're starting here. This is a new facility, new program. Not many people know of us. They're helping me push myself into owning my own sports performance facility, whether it's with Redline or like with myself, whichever one comes first, you know. That's so, hype. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. A lot of things. It starts from like the bottom of a roller coaster and then right. slowly, slowly, <laughs> we're slowly climbing still. So I'm yeah. excited. That's awesome. It yeah. sounds like always how life works all of a sudden, like all the changes that you're considering making, like they all just happen at once. Yeah. During COVID, first it was COVID. I was graduating PT school, was taking boards, moving back here, starting a new job. And then I decided to get a dog. Yeah. Just like, why not do all the life changes at once in the same month? Yeah. It'll be fine. And so you mentioned kind of in your journey, like not feeling fulfilled, not really being happy. And then ultimately like kind of figuring out why you weren't like talk me through that process. How did you, cause you're, you're young. Like you were young at this point too. Mm -hmm. Not really a huge thought that goes through many, yeah. I don't know, 22, 21 year olds minds. Yeah. Like how did you figure it out? So I'm, I don't want to say like, I'm a really religious person, but like, I really, I make it a point to like, you know, read my Bible, like do my devotionals. And that was like a big part of my life for a long time. And it still is. And so like just having faith and like, you have a purpose, so you might not really know what that purpose is, but just like rolling with life as it goes on. And so like I was really trusting in like just trust in the process, be patient, like good things will happen if you wait. That's one of the big things like I tell myself, I tell my mom, I tell everyone like literally be patient. Like you, if you have to force something, it's typically not going to work out the best. So like the good like things will find you when they're supposed to find you. And so like for me, like it was really just planning. All right. First, I'm going to get my master's like I knew I wanted to get my master's like when I graduated, but I knew I also wanted to take that gap year to really figure out what I wanted to do. Um, and that really helped me because of one, I didn't know what I wanted to get my master's in, first of all, because I was kind of struggling. Like I really thought I was going to do PT, but then I was like, oh, wait, like maybe I don't want to do PT. So like it really um, helped me to focus on myself. Like, what do I actually enjoy? And that was like being around kids, like coaching kids, like watching kids get better. And then like helping kids learn new, um, new skills and new techniques, things like that to help them in their sport. And that was something I really found joy in, like in the PT clinic, I always like gravitated towards like the younger kids, like high school athletes. And so that was like, where I was like, all right, like, this is what makes me happy. Like I always look forward to seeing them. And so I was like, maybe I'll work with kids and start working with kids specifically for now until I get to that point where I'm working with like professional athletes, like eventually when they funnel in or like whenever we get the opportunities with Redline to go out to like clubs and big teams like that. Um, but yeah, for me, it was really just like being patient and trusting in like what I tell myself, be patient, like it's really worth it to be patient. Like that's like the biggest thing ever. That's where I really found like my my content in that was like just doing the little mundane things every day. Like like I said, getting up, going to work, going to the gym, come home, like find little things in that every day that bring you joy, that make you happy. And so for me, that was working with those kids. And that's like what really helped me be like, all right, this is what I want to do for sure. The Healthy Charleston podcast is brought to you by Made to Move Physical Therapy. Made to Move Physical Therapy specializes in helping you get out of pain and get back to doing what you love. We offer relationship-oriented, one-on-one, individualized care to all of our clients, and we believe in putting the patient's needs first. 
If you'd like to work with me or any of our other physical therapists at Made to Move, check out the link in the show notes and get 10% off of your first session. We have locations throughout Charleston, Mount Pleasant, West Ashley, Somerville, and Daniel Island. Don't waste another day stuck in your pain. Follow the link and schedule an appointment today. Yeah, I think at some point with every every job, most likely becomes, I don't want to say mundane, but like becomes a routine. Like yeah. that's just kind of how like everything is new and then you get into a routine and yeah. it's like we're just creatures of habit. And I think if you don't look for those positives and you mm-hmm. don't look for those things that find you joy, mm-hmm. then you get to the end of the week and you do feel really unfulfilled. Yeah. And I think that's why I like working like in the field that I do so much because every day is different. And like usually us coaches dictate like what we do for the day. We sit down at the beginning of each day and we're like, all right, what's our goal for the day? Like, what do we want to do today? And so every day is literally different. Like with the athletes that come in, like, yes, they're the same kids, but like they come in at different times and like we'll get new kids. Like every day is different. We learn we observe new things that each kid has to develop and work on like each day too. So like every day is different, which I think I really like. Once I fall into like a routine or like a habit, I get really bored. And so I'm like, all right, I need change. Like that was like one of the main things, like, you know, trying to figure out what I wanted to do between getting my undergrad and then getting my master's, like, what do I want to do? I mean, that was like the big thing, like every day is different. So being able to be the reason why every day is different and it's hard to explain, like finding a routine in the difference in every day. Yeah. Like the routine is that every day is different. Yeah. Yeah. I, so when you were like describing kind of like your PT tech job, Mm -hmm. that's kind of similar to like physical therapy rotations. Yeah. But most people like, like I went to PT school right out of college. Mm -hmm. You shadow and, you know, you do all those things, but like a lot of people don't really realize like what a lot of PT looks like until they're in it. Yeah. And I remember like a couple of my rotations were that same way. Mm-hmm. Like I was the unhappiest that I had been in a while, like mm-hmm. on my rotations, because I, first of all, like I just wasn't in a facility or setting or environment where I, you know, I wasn't here. Um, it was just kind of like a check the box going through the motions. Right. And it's just every day was the same, mm-hmm. you know, like nine to five, you go home, you go to the gym, you go eat dinner, you go to bed, you do it all, all over again. Right. And I remember feeling the same way. Mm-hmm. I want every day to look different. I'm focusing on different things. I can move things around. Otherwise, did you watch SpongeBob? Oh, yeah. Do you remember the episode where Squidward like thinks that he's in like his dream world? Yes. He goes to dance and then I think he plays saxophone. Yeah. And then he hangs out with all these other squids that look just like him and they all live in the same house. And in like the first few days he's loving it. And like, I picture this, I see this scene all the time. And then all of a sudden he just gets miserable and it's the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. And it's like, I, I just like felt that so hard. I feel like so many people experience that of like, you, you think that this thing is going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, for him, it was like too perfect or, and he didn't have SpongeBob, which like that wouldn't have lasted long. But yeah, I think just like finding a way in our society is so about routine Mm -hmm. to like switch things up and find the little things that you find joy in. Yeah. And for you, it sounds like a lot of that is around youth athletes. Yeah, for sure. What do you feel like it is about working with the kids, working with youth athletes that like really fulfills you? Um, I think one, how adaptive they are to like, I don't want to say criticism is such a harsh word, but I'm going to use it like criticism, like telling them what they're doing wrong and why and how to fix it. Yeah, Yeah, they're really adaptive to it. And most athletes, they want to do better. So they're going to do whatever it takes, no matter what you tell them will be like, hey, that rep really sucked. Like, do you know why it sucked? And so like, we'll usually tell them we're, we're honest with them and that's what they want. And they also really enjoy it. And then the kids are also like really happy. And so like anytime, like I feel like I'm not having a great day, whatever, like some kids just come in and they walk through the door and you're like, oh man, like they just change your mood. And so that's like two of the things like the kids in general are just happy all the time. And then they're really adaptive and malleable to literally anything. And that's like what I really love about working. Yeah. Did you grow up with younger siblings? 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. Are you the oldest? I'm like technically the middle. I have two younger brothers. So I have one that's a sophomore in college. The other one's a junior in college. And then there's me. And then I have a twin brother, but he's like 20 seconds older. Okay. Well, he's still a twin. I think we count that. Yeah. So you're the middle. I see. Yeah. You have a twin? mm -hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. Where does he live? He lives in Dallas. Oh, nice. Yeah. All of of my brothers are in Dallas. Yeah. I was about to ask. Like you're the only one that left. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's that like being far away from us? Oh, geez. Uh, of course, like everyone's like, do you do you and your brother, are you and your brother really close? I'm kind of twin yeah. brother. I'm like, yeah, like we're really close. Like the, the twin intuition is real. It's there. like we've been together, you know, 24 years. Yeah. We went to different colleges our first two years of college and that was no bueno. And so then he transferred to West Texas A&M where I graduated Aww. from. And so, yeah, we yeah. were roommates for two years. And then I moved back home. He moved back home. So we were living with with each other then. And then when I told him I was moving, he was like, no, you're moving. And I was like, yeah, I'm moving, blah, blah, blah. Like the other two brothers, they- They're in college also. Yeah, I call them my bros. Like they're my bro brothers. They they couldn't care less. Like, all right, bye, Maddie. See ya. They're they're fine. Yeah. Yeah. But the other day, Sam, my twin, he was like, I actually miss living with you. I was like, oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Like- it's like one of those things like me and him miss each other a lot like we don't really text and stuff that much but like when we're together well, like you, you have telepathy tell. you don't yeah, need to text we don't need to like we just know like i'll text him be like you okay we'll be like actually no i'm like all right let's talk about wait, it wait actually yeah like so there's times like over christmas i got sick and then i spent like i was over with my dad and with my brother and then like my dad was like yeah sam woke up the next morning and he got sick and i was like but he was fine like whenever yeah. i saw him and it was like that twin intuition like we just know <laughs> so yeah so is he gonna move here i don't know i really want him to at least yeah. come to visit because for sure yeah yeah i think he needs to Why what not? does he do so he works at a restaurant so he's looking to like run his own manage his own bar restaurant kind of thing so he's kind of in that scene and he's also like into art things like that so like we're complete opposites Mm -hmm. like working out and sports are definitely not his scene and then me like art and all that stuff is definitely not my scene one of his goals was to own like an art gallery and i was like maybe you can combine like bar restaurant art gallery all in one and he was like you know what i was like i know so like potentially like he goes into the restaurant business opening and managing his own kind of thing and then I go into you know sports performance opening and managing my own thing so yeah yeah just a family of entrepreneurs we are okay, y'all we are well you started your own personal training business mm-hmm. how and how old 23 so last yeah. year okay yeah so what was that like it was really kind of one of those things where it was like stressful but not because it's like something I really wanted to do but like I didn't know how to do it so like I didn't know there was like a right and a wrong way to do things. Yeah. Like, let's just do it. Yeah. So I was like, I enrolled myself in like a business coaching kind of thing because I had no clue what to do. Um, and that was like another big leap of faith. Like I, I knew people who did like their own coaching and stuff. But I was like, well, how do you do that? You're not just going to take money from people. Like you, there's like a business way to do things, especially if you're running your own business. So that was just the whole thing that I was confused about. But like, I didn't really have like any doubts in myself per se, but it was just like those doubts that are like, am I a good coach? Like, am I doing this right? Like, what am I even doing? But it's like a learning process for for literally anything in life. Like you're always learning. Like no one's ever going to be like, all right, I'm good. I know everything. Like Trust me, if you're in that spot, you're not. You don't know anything. Yeah, you don't know anything. But it's been fun. I just, I think it's so fun, like, working with people, making programs. I've done it for a long time. Like, I did it for myself, and then I did it for friends, and they really liked it. And I was like, well, I did it for my brothers, so, like, might as well just, like, branch out and, like, give it to other people. It's a really fun thing to have because it's mine. It's, like, something that I, like, grow on, feed into. It's something, it's, like you take care of it. It's like a child. It's a baby, so like, for yeah, sure. You grow it. You give it things that'll help it grow. You, I mean, you don't share your children, but like you want, you want other people to know about it. Things like yeah. that. But. It's like me posting pictures of my dogs. I'm like, look, I'm so proud of this. <laughs> yes, like, exactly. it's so cute. Look at it. Yeah. And I'm sure also like it helped you get a lot of experience to now do what you do at Redline, mm-hmm. just like coaching and writing programs and exactly. learning like, cause everyone's different and what works for someone might not work for someone else. Right. So I want to talk about Redline a little bit more of just like, how was it set up? 
the kids that are coming, like, what are y'all working on? Yeah. What are their goals? Just a little bit like um, deeper dive into what y'all do. Yeah. So it's funny that you bring that up because this week we're doing all of our testing with all of our athletes. So when athletes come in, they enroll in a program. Usually we give them like a week trial just to see like, you know, hey, like, is this a good fit? Do you like the coaches? Blah, blah, blah. And usually it is. And so we have them do a, it's called a fusionetic scan. So we scan their like squats, their overhead squats, their single leg squats, just to see like, where they're like a screen. Yeah. Like a a movement screen. Yeah. Um, and then from there we usually like make a profile for every kid. Like, Hey, Johnny's like left hip. It's always Johnny. It's always Johnny. And then it's always like a a Pam or something. Or like PD or something. Yeah. Pam. Like what little kid now is named Johnny or Pam? Pamela. Like, you know, (laughs) Yeah, that's cute. we look at their profile based on their movement screen. So it's like, okay, there might be some shifting when someone's squatting or like, a shoulder impingement like when they're doing anything overhead like for volleyball players for baseball players like tennis players all of those things become important and then like for track athletes like I said we work with a variety of athletes we don't really look at the skill of the athlete we look at like where they are fundamentally like with their like body structures and all that because you can fix all of that to help fix them like you know in their technique in their form in their sport And so this week we're doing the fusionetic scan and then we have them do like a baseline, just like 10 yard sprint, a 5-10-5 to work on like cutting, change of direction, verticals, broad jumps. And I think that's, that's all we've been doing right now. Since we are new, we don't really have a weight room. Like we share like a CrossFit weight room. So we're kind of just using that for now until we get our racks and everything. But like strength wise, we're just kind of, I wouldn't say playing around, but we're letting the kids experience it on their own terms. Just because, like, we have kids who have never been in a weight room, never touched, like, a dumbbell or a kettlebell. So we're like, okay, well, let's teach them the basics. Like, we always start from the ground up, teaching them how to hinge and squat with a PVC pipe. And then eventually, like, they all start there just so they can get the form. And then we're like, all right, let's add a 15-pound bar, a 15-pound dumbbell, and just slowly, like, increase from there. So since we're doing all of that, that just, like, gives us, like, you know, like a roadmap for each kid on where to go, what to focus on, be like, hey – This person really needs to focus on knee and shin angle in their drive while this one really needs to focus on like locking their ankle. But like they can do the same drills, but just with different focuses. So that's like what we like to do is like each day we do the simple drills, but we give them a different cue to look for and focus on for that day because some things can be really overwhelming for kids. Like if we give them like different directions, there's times where we'll be like, all right, stay on the balls of your feet. All right. Make sure your knee drive is this way. Make sure you use the same arm, same leg. And, and like, you what do, do you that. mean? I have so many things to do. Yeah, yeah, right? You'd be surprised. Like some kids run with the same arm and the same leg. And it's just astonishing Wait. to me. Yes. It's like, how do you do that? Like, how does this even look? Yeah, no. Sense? We had like Coach Ryan, like whenever we like all first met each other, we were going over like what to look for. And he was like, you will be surprised. Like but this will a happen. lot of kids do that. And I was They're like, you're like kidding. Baby giraffes. Like no, they don't really, know how to move. Really? Like you can take the most athletic kid and give them direction. Yeah. And we'll be like, does that make sense? And they're like, yeah. And they do it. And it's like, dude, no, you literally look yeah. like garbage doing that. Like what happened? Like, or like someone who's really good at their sport. And then you're like, okay, here's a squat and here's a deadlift. And you're like, what? Or like a lunge. And you're like, what's going on? Like, how do you, how are you so good at this? Does that but, feel right? Like, yeah, it doesn't look right. And they just like, don't know there. It's just like funny. And it's also fun because yeah. they just like, don't know where their body is. Yeah, They're just learning on how to, like, yeah. where their arms are. Like when they can't see them, like they don't yes. like, just how like to, body like, awareness. run forward, not look down. Like, yeah, that's hard for kids. Like, but also like, I always think about the impact of like teaching kids how to do that really young. Yes. Like working out later in life is going to be easy for mm-hmm. them. And they're going to have such a solid foundation. Like, yeah. I didn't really get far with uh, sports, but like what sports, like I didn't play in college or anything like that. I didn't have the desire or the skill, but what it did give me is like the desire to be physically active. And I think, you know, the majority of people these days don't go pro, but they do, they can take sports and turn it into like learning how to be physically active and healthy for life. Right, exactly. And so like giving the kids the tools now I think there's so many kids and I don't know how you feel about this, like, because you played organized sports so much Mm -hmm. at one day, unless you go pro, like it's your last day. Yeah. You quit. Yeah. And you don't know what to do anymore. Yeah. That's tough. Like that was the hardest thing for me to figure out because I I did sports from middle school until like 
almost graduating college. And that was like a tough year because that's when COVID hit. That's when I quit. Like, yeah. I, I didn't know what to do. And like, luckily for COVID, they were like, no, you have to stay inside, blah, blah, blah. But even then I was like, what do I do? Now like, really, you can't go to the gym. Like, yeah, what you're do you so do? used to like training like four hours a day. And so it was like, what do I do with my time? So like I found the gym and like that was my happy place. Like I, that's my therapy for like an hour and a half a day. Like I look forward to going to the gym, but then it's like those people who don't have that like discipline or like knowledge of like where do I go like they kind of fall into this trap and it's like one of those things where it's like it's okay like you're not going to know exactly what to do when you get out but like also like it's okay to ask for help like that's also why I started my personal training business like I wanted to help athletes be like all right like I'm here like to help you like as a retired athlete not knowing what to do I'm here to like help you yeah in that way and then like another thing for kids like it's really um, it's been a thing for them to specialize young. And that's like one of the things that we at Redline want to harp on, like, hey, like it's okay to play multiple sports. Like mm-hmm. I encourage you to play multiple sports just because like if you're sitting here running track for, you know, 10 years of your life, you're not going to have any like lateral stability to, you know, like maybe take a step off a curb. Like that's a little extreme, but like, yeah, you get good at what you train. Yeah. And so like, it's like training outside of those things is what we also like to do at Redline. So not every kid, like if you're a specific track athlete, we're going to train you as a track athlete. And like, if you were like a volleyball or basketball athlete, like you're going to get linear movement training, you're going to get, we call them like agility days. So we're, we're changing direction. We're, you know, running, we're cutting, we're running like, I don't know, like football type of drills, like Mm -hmm. things like that. Just so like you get a taste of every single aspect of sport. And then also like the strength training side. So like not many kids have strength trained, not many kids who have ran track have ran sideways or like same with like, you know, basketball players and tennis players and even golfers. Like we work with golfers and, you know, golf is just like, you know, a a nice swing. Like we're sitting there (laughs) training them how to change a direction. How is this going to help golf? Well, like if you think about like your golf swing, and like your hips, like power yeah. of your hips, all all these things like go into your sport, whether you think about it or yeah. not. And, and so, just like, do you want to have more options other than swinging a golf yeah. club? Like, yeah, do you like want to learn? Yeah, what happens when you get bored, like playing golf? Yeah. You can't just like, you know, I mean, I, you could, but. We would always, we had friends in high school that played golf and like we, I feel bad, but like we would always make fun of them for being in the weight room. We were like, yeah. what are y'all doing? In here? Like you, you play That's golf. like the cross country kids. Yeah. Like, Y'all are tiny. Like, what are you doing? Or like, like in soccer, when we would do upper body lifts, I was like, why are we doing this? No. And now I'm like, you need to train to be an athlete and like be general. And yeah, but you're just like, you swing a golf club. But what you don't realize is like the swing is so technical and like yeah. your strength matters and your speed matters. And you just got a bunch there's of- There's a lot of little things. And like, that's yeah. what is so fun about this field is like, there's so many little meticulous things that go into your sport and so many kids like don't even realize it. So like we're really like emphasizing like the educational part of them coming into train too. So that that's my big goal. Anytime the kids come in, like I'll sit down and be like, all right, did y'all learn something today? Do you feel like you got better? Like they may not have had fun. Like, so I'm sorry. <laughs> you might be miserable, yeah, but, but did, did you, you learn? learn something? Like literally that's what I told Coach Ryan. I'm like, I, I love them, but like, I really don't care if they had fun. I really want them to learn something and get something out of it and apply it outside of here. So like yeah. there, there's days where we'll have fun. We have competition days where it's, it's a fun day, but they're also still learning in that. They're applying like everything they learned in their linear days, in their agility days, in that competition day without them even knowing it. And so it's one of those things where you remind them, hey, you remember what we did on Tuesday? This is going to apply here in this competition and help you, you know? So that's like one of the things like we emphasize too, is like education in that, like, why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you want them to have fun, but like you also want them, you want them to get a lot out of it and helping them learn why they're doing it, how to do it. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, a little little tough love too. Like they're also all there because they want to improve. Right. So on that note, like how does someone, what does it look like for someone to join? Is it like a set number of classes? What does that look like? A membership? Yeah, we have like different memberships. Um, and so like they, they do, cause I know there's like some athletes who are in season and like they yeah. won't, they won't necessarily come to red line every day that they're in season and we don't want them to because their yeah. in season sports matter way more so like they may come in like one or two days a week mm-hmm. and we have like different tiers of our memberships like i haven't really looked at them like too much in depth but i know like there's like a yearly one and then there's like a 
I wouldn't say month to month, but like a six month thing. And then there's like a per session kind of thing, Mm -hmm. just depending on like, you know, if you're in season, if you're not like, because I know some kids, they've been doing the yearly one and they just come like whenever. So like if you have the year, you can come in as many sessions as you want. Oh, okay. Um, So like any days of the week, like some, I think might be like two sessions, another one, maybe like three sessions, but then like our highest one, which is what most kids do is like, they can come in as many sessions. Like unlimited. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How many sessions do y'all host a week? Um, so we have sessions Monday through Saturday. So like if they can't come in during the week, they can come in on Saturday. And then also like with the in sports and off season, like if a kid's like, Hey, like today I'm really sore. We have three coaches. And so like one of us will come to the side and be like, all right, let's just do some weight training today. And like, we'll do some recovery. Things like that. Or like sometimes we have kids that are more like wanting to focus on the strength part. So we'll have them do like their speed and agility stuff for a little bit. And then we'll like, we'll pull them aside. So like two or three kids to start their weight training a little bit earlier than the other kids. And so that's another thing that I like about Redline is like, it's the kids focus too. So like whatever the kids want and what feels good for them, we're going to do, but we're also going to like run it on our schedule as well. Mm -hmm. So like, we're not going to be like, if Sally comes in and is Sally, like, another, <laughs> another one. Day. Yep. Uh-huh. So like if, if she was to come in and be like, I just want to lift weights today. I'm always like, all right, we're in with a big group. So we're going to warm you up. And then I'll have you like run with, you know, some agility drills for maybe like 15 minutes just to get some like footwork in. And then we'll do strength training. Yeah. Um, and then like the other, the whole group will come in maybe like 10, 15 minutes after her while she's still going on. And so like we try our best to make it like as fun and adaptive to each athlete as possible, but also like have them get what they're there for. And that's like as much learning and as much skill development as possible. So it really is like a, it's a gym <laughs> for youth athletes. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're hosting classes, people yeah. get a membership and they can come yeah. however often they want. But I'm sure also it depends on like their, their coaches, what they need to work on mm-hmm. their season. And so how much are you having to communicate? You know, there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen when mm-hmm. it comes to youth athletes. Yeah, There's the strength and conditioning coach. There's the actual sport coach. There's the parents, there's Mm -hmm. the sport, sports performance specialist. Like sometimes there's a PT involved. Like how do you orchestrate all that to help the kid focus? Yeah. Um, so we get a lot of like parent feedback, which is something like we do find important. We really do like take the parent into account because one, the kid's not really going to communicate with us. Like what their schedule is because nine times out of ten they don't have a clue um <laughs> just go what are, yeah. when is your game this week uh, i don't know i don't know let me ask my mom let, let me just yeah. ask your mom for you yeah just give me your number i'll yeah. talk to her so we really do talk with the parents the parents are really good at communicating with us like their kids schedule like when they have games when they're in off season what the coaches are expecting we had an athlete's mom come up to us this week like in our testing and was like hey this is what her coach wants mm-hmm. for her is there anything like y'all can do? And like, yes, there's always something that we can do to help the athletes. We do our best to like accommodate for the athletes, for the coaches, for the parents. And then also if they're in PT, like we do, I wouldn't say like PT per se, but we do like, you know, preventative exercises for kids like who have like ankle problems. Like a lot of them have problems with their knees. And one of them, I know some of them have like ankle problems. And so we'll just like really focus on them while they're doing like, you know, certain speed drills like really seeing like where they're favoring in the weight room as well like where they're compensating things like that so we really do like to emphasize being like very observant of each athlete like even if we do have like a group of like 15 kids like we really do want to focus on each one at some point to see like all right is something hurting you is something bothering you what happened how can we help and then like that's like where the communication comes in with the coach like hey what did y'all do at practice like what is your practice schedule this week and games and stuff. And so all of that is like really important to us. But like, luckily we haven't had anything really crazy happen yet. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say yet, but it, it could happen. It's kids. Something's going to happen. Yeah. It's more just that like y'all have with kids, like they have so many, especially if they play multiple sports, right. like so many different, uh, I guess like figures of authority or mm-hmm. like leaders that it's, I feel like sometimes it can get confusing for them because they're like, Ultimately, like we care about the athlete, Mm -hmm. but like the coach cares about the game and the parents care about obviously the athlete and this person cares about how they're doing in PT and this person cares about blah, blah, blah. And it's like, how do you make everyone happy, Mm -hmm. but also have the kid feel like he's not like 
being pulled or yeah. she's not being pulled. The yeah. Little Sally in Seven Directions. Yeah, poor Sally. I know. Sally, it was Johnny and Pam. Yeah. Yeah, solid group right there. What a team. Overall, when it comes to Redline, what do you feel like makes y'all different? I would say like how we like our expectations of the kids. Like we we make it known to them like hey, like our we have two simple rules like don't fall and don't suck. Like we want y'all to we want you to try your best all the time and you know it's okay. Like make it a point to learn. That's our I think that's our big thing. It's like education for the kids because if they don't know the reason why they're doing something, it's really not going to stick with them. And that's ultimately like, you know, like I said before, like that's what I emphasize even for myself and for my clients. Like learning the why behind everything you're doing will help you like apply it to, you know, what you're doing currently like that certain drill like hey, do you know why it's important to lock your ankle when you're doing this exercise or why it's important to make sure that your core is braced when you're doing this? Like all of those things add up. And so like it's taking that educational aspect from training and putting it into the sport aspect. So like making sure that they know, like even when we're not there, like having that second, like, you know, guess or being like, wait, what did coach Maddie tell me to do? Why am I doing this? And then that like ultimately helps them. So being really educational based is important for us. Like even like weekly, we do coach meetings, helping us learn too. So we'll do like an education day where we go through and we learn a bunch of things. We have like a huge coach document, like, what are we going to learn today? What do we need to work on all this stuff? So we're constantly trying to get better to help the kids get better as well. Yeah. I think making it like relatable to them too like what yeah. you said like it's going to make them more motivated mm-hmm. because if they if especially kids but like people in general if they think they're just doing something just to do it mm-hmm. you're way less likely to actually do it yeah because it's not specific to you and your goals for sure ultimately what do you wish that more kids more youth athletes more parents understood about training and and athletic development oh rest is such an important thing because like i said i was an athlete and rest was a word that no one liked to hear like hey like you're hurt if something's hurting you need to take like a week off and that's like what yeah a week off are you kidding me even when kids are doing like multiple sports rest is so important and that's like what we emphasize like i said when we have kids that are coming in and they're like hey i'm hurting like i'm sore well, you've been here five days a week and you haven't taken a rest. Yeah, like you you're need, crushing yourself. Yeah, you need a break. And like, that's one thing that we tell parents, like rest is just as important as the training aspect because you're not going to get anything out of the training if you're hurting. Like, so that's like a big thing that I would tell parents, like to encourage the rest for your kids. And then for kids, like rest is okay. Like, yeah, it's not a punishment. It's actually good for you. It's like part of training. <laughs> yes, you yeah. need it. I think kids definitely, a lot of people, but also kids, like they don't know. They're just yeah. like, oh, do more, get better at right. more, right? Yeah. Yeah. For your own personal health, fitness, wellness, what's something that you are hoping to focus on or improve or what you're looking forward to in 2023? Oh, a lot of things. Like I've already told my mom and I've told a couple of my friends, like all the things that I I feel like I lived so many different lives in 2022. Like I moved so many times, yeah. did so many things and like So for 2023, it's really just focusing on like, you know, building my career with Redline because that's this is like my first like real career that's going to lead me into what I want to do in the future. So just focusing on my future and just going with the flow, like letting go of control is something that's really like hard for me to do. But like I couldn't imagine like being here when I was in Texas, like I really couldn't really even think about like, you know, not making the decision to quit PT tech and then move to Amarillo and then move back to Dallas and then move back out here. Like that's something that's like, whoa, like I like, how did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm just really looking forward to like the growth that's going to happen just because like I did so much growing, like on the later half of 2022. And so like, I'm really big on like educating myself, getting a lot of experience, like where I can meeting as many people as I can, you know, athlete wise, coaching wise, like going to conferences and stuff. Like I just want to like learn and do as much as I can and be happy and enjoy that whole thing as much as I can. Yeah. Just like embracing the growth and learning. Mm -hmm. What's something that's really helped you with your health and wellness? I would say rest. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I never really did rest ever um, when I was an athlete. And then like, even after that, I was like, all right, I'm not an athlete. So that means I have to work double time Mm. outside of being an athlete. And that like put me in a really bad spot. 
that's like one thing that's really important to me is like having a day to just like chill, like put work away. Like that's usually Sundays because we work, you know, Monday through Saturday, but like putting my online training away, putting Redline away, like going to the gym, maybe going to the beach, like just having a day to focus on myself and just kind of decompress and Mm -hmm. reset because usually like, I guess that's where I found myself kind of in that like rut of being stuck is like once you do something every day, you kind of get like worn out of it and like tired of it. And so like, you don't want to do it. And that's like something that I don't want to happen to me, especially here because I work so hard to get here and like, I really enjoy what I do. And so rest is something that I'm trying to like instill in my routine, like, and just find something to substitute out like the gym for the day or for work. So whether it be like baking, going on a walk, going to the store, spending money, like, no. (laughs) Online shopping. Yeah, Yeah. online shopping, you know. (laughs) But yeah, just rest is becoming such an important thing for me, like physically and mentally, just because like, as much as I love working with kids for eight hours a day, like, it is so tiring. Like, you get home and you're like, man, that bed looks really comfy. Yeah, you feel like you were just in like a pinball machine all day. Yeah, I like what you said, like, no matter what you do, if you never stop and you never rest, you're going to hit a wall. Yeah. Like, it could be the most amazing thing in the world and you love it, but if Mm -hmm. you don't rest, you're going to end up hating it. Like, you're going to end up resenting it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that so many people have to learn the hard way, that, like, it's just so important to to slow down. Mm -hmm. I was thinking today, like, almost everything we do now is, I mean, it's way faster than we used to do it. Like, I was... Amazon, for example, Amazon gets you your stuff in like one to two days Mm -hmm. to the point where if you order anything anywhere else, when it takes like eight days, I'm like, what a peasant. I'm like, this is horrible, (laughs) like horrible service. And then I just forget that like, no, Amazon just completely changed the game. And like, I do love Amazon, but our whole society is like wrapped around like, how fast can we do this? Yeah. How many things can I get done in this short amount of time? Like, Mm -hmm. How can I be more efficient? How can I be quicker? And I think that there's benefits to that. Yeah. But I think it also has a really sharp edge and it gets super taxing and we just yeah. never slow down. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So across the board, rest is, is huge. Mm-hmm. Last question. Where can people find you? How can they sign up for Redline and how yeah. can they connect with you? So me personally, I have an Instagram account. It's just MaddieKane09. So like on there, I post like, you know, all my online fitness stuff, the applications in there, it's in my bio, there's a link. And then Redline also has an Instagram. You can just look up Redline Athletics. And I think it just says Mount Pleasant in the whole name. And then there's a link also in their bio to like go in and like apply for coaching. So usually like whenever we get the fun, it funnels into our app, a mind body app. And then we have other Ryan. Um, He does like the whole like managing financial side of things. Which one did I meet? Uh, Coach Ryan? Yeah. Or was that other Ryan? Coach Ryan. Okay. <laughs> have, Sorry, other Ryan. That's your Ryan name. And we have Big Ryan. Gotcha. Um, and so Big Ryan, he takes care of all like the memberships, okay. things like that. So yeah. like you'll set up like an initial like, you know, meeting with Big Ryan and then you'll come in and look at the facility. See little Ryan. Yeah. See little Ryan, meet meet me. And then we have another coach, Nick. But it's just a fun time. Like we we really do love getting to meet new athletes, We which is we kind of just throw them into the yeah to the mix and so like that's like one of the big things we also like to do at redline it's like a really big team atmosphere so like as kids start getting to know each other we make them we have them like you know like learn each other's names be partners with everyone and so like everyone's like really welcoming um now we're starting to see like kids doing some coaching like hey like try this i'm like oh my heart like that warms my heart that's um, so cute. Right? But like Redline has like Instagram. It's it's literally yeah. the cutest thing. Like the coaches will be like, hey, look, look what's happening. Yeah. Like that's Pam so and Sally are over there oh coaching my God. each other. Like it's the cutest thing ever. But yeah, and I, I believe we have a Facebook too. So Redline Athletics Mount Pleasant. Like we have Facebook. I'm not on Twitter. I don't know if we have a Twitter or not. Yeah. I haven't been on Twitter in years. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the kids on? Kids are on TikTok I know, these days. TikTok. That's for sure. Twitter, I think. I know I'm on Instagram. I'm Instagram for sure. It's hard to keep up with all the other ones. Really? Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Maddie, for coming on. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this was awesome. To connect with Maddie and Redline Athletics, all of those links are in the show notes below. Otherwise, please hit subscribe, give us an Instagram follow, and have a wonderful week.